With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is Straight Out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I got the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. Well, just a friendly reminder, boys and girls, there are only 17 shopping days until Christmas, and there are only four regular season NFL weekends remaining for the 2018 campaign. And there's an old saying, they always remember what you did in December. In other words, for the playoff hopefuls, well, we're entering the critical period where you either define the moment or the moment defines you. And on that note, welcome back to another edition of Straight Out of Vegas. R.J. Bell is out and about. I'm Bernie Fratto. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. So visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Now, this is the weekend edition of Straight Out of Vegas. As you know, Straight Out of Vegas airs Monday through Friday right here on Fox Sports Radio, iHeartRadio from 3 to 6 Pacific, 6 to 7 Eastern with R.J. Bell, Steve Fezzik, Brad Powers, and Jonas Knox. Now, each day... They take you behind the scenes. They offer up solid commentary, insights on the world of sports betting, and you can benefit from their years of expertise and knowledge. And on Saturday night, 
our Saturday night edition of Straight Out of Vegas, we look back at the best of. We take another look at some of the most compelling takes during the week and their analyses so you can enjoy them again. And here's the best thing about this concept. Each of the best of takes are designed to look ahead to tomorrow's NFL action. Now, during the week, the guys devote five full hours to providing the finest content. On the weekends, we distill it down to the best hour. And, of course, I'm going to add my own inflection as well because I live in Vegas, too. And I've been privy to these gentlemen and their know-how for many years. So join us every Saturday night, 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern. We want you along for the ride. This is Straight Out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. We're going to get to the NFL slate. A lot to talk about tonight. First, I want to congratulate Kyler Murray for, uh, for winning the Heisman Trophy, Oklahoma. Second year in a row last year was Baker Mayfield. Ten years ago, Sam Bradford. That's the Department of Redundancy Department. Who cares? I just want to say this. Uh, you're never going to win the argument, I, I'll, whether you like Tua, whether you liked Kyler, whether you like Dwayne Haskins. What does it matter? I think Kyler was deserving, and all I can say is this. You take him off of Oklahoma, I don't think they're in the Final Four. You take two off of Bama, and in the final game, uh, Jalen Hurts leads him to victory over Georgia. Just saying, just saying, don't hate on me. Either one could have won. I'd have been happy. Let's move on. Tonight... We also continue our 10-second feature, While You Were Sleeping, with our own Sleepy J. See, while you guys are sleeping out there, and you better not be, you better be listening, but if you are, just listen to our podcast, because the guys will have it up right after the show. The Straight Out of Vegas staff, we're always working 24-7 to find ways so you can distress your bookie and impress your friends. We'll have stuff for you. Sleepy's good at this. Now, at the bottom of the hour, I'm going to take you inside the Fratto House for my weekly commentary. And this week, I'm going to once again offer up my amateur psychology on the phenomenon known as the Belichick-Brady New England Patriots. They always have a way of getting your attention one way or another because the opposite of love is not hate. It's indifference. You either love them or you hate them. You're invested. You care. Don't act like you don't. Nobody is apathetic about the New England Patriots. We're going to dive into that at the bottom of the hour with my Inside the Fratto House commentary. But... We know you tune in so we can get you ready for tomorrow's NFL slate. And let's not waste any more time. Let's head to Cleveland. America's team. Oh, my. They're laying a point against the Carolina Panthers. And let me just say this about that game. The color of red, well, it's very prominent during the Christmas season. But when it comes to the Carolina Panthers, I wouldn't say that's good because they're seeing red and they spent the week giving out pink slips. But you didn't know that. Meanwhile... Fezzik, he's flipped over from liking the Panthers in this spot, and he gives a specific reason. Why? Well, their field general might not be 100%. Let's have a listen. I tell you, Fez, this is one I think there's a big question. I'm going to ask you the question. On one hand, you could say Panthers' stats are so much better than their record. You look at their stats, excellent, superior, winning in the last four games, but they've lost every one of them. Now, what we would typically say is like a blackjack table, oh, look, that guy from Grand Rapids, Michigan, just won four straight, shut down the casino. No, the math is on your side. Just stay the course, right? But these are human beings. What I saw Carolina do this week was panic. They fired two defensive coaches. Now Riverboat Ron is going to be calling defensive plays. If that was best, why didn't he call defensive plays last week? 
I think, on one hand, if Carolina stayed the course, I'd want them this week. On the other hand, it looks like they've panicked. What do you think? Well, early in the week, I was liking Carolina, but now I'm in your camp. I am very worried, and I'm not sure Cam is close to 100%. So you think not only with the panic, Cam's shoulder's a little banged up. Yes. Riverboat Ron and the city of Grand Rapids. Wow. Archie's on fire this week. Look, Cam Newton has not been himself. He's thrown seven interceptions in his last four games. Meanwhile, his counterpart, Baker Mayfield, in the Browns' offense, well, they actually averaged eight yards per play last week versus Houston. Only turnovers did them in. Still, you kind of have to look at the Panthers here a little bit because, believe it or not, Riverboat Ron and his Chargers, well, they're 7-0 in the month of December when coming off a loss. Meanwhile, the Browns are only 6-17 and as a home underdog. Now, I know they're laying a point. That's where the line is right now, based on CG technology. My man Sleepy J confirmed that before the show. But they opened up as a dog. I'm just throwing that out there. It wasn't that long ago. Carolina was 6-2 and two and riding high. Now, I get it. They're discouraged. But the Browns might just be what the doctor ordered for Carolina, especially when you consider, even though Cam Newton and company have been struggling, they still have averaged over 430 yards per game in their four straight losses. All right, let's move ahead. Let's go down to Houston, where the Texans, the red-hot Texans, are laying four and a half against the Colts. And this cut I'm going to set up here. Now, keep in mind, the first few seconds, RJ is actually going to remind you the Kansas City Chiefs' brilliance this season. But then he'll segue into talking about the wisdom of going against the grain And he makes his point by invoking one of the simple laws of economics having to do with supply and demand and how demand can cause a big price increase. By the way, I can tell you that RJ's metaphor is a simple play on words. Think about it. You'll hear it. You know what I'm talking about. Because RJ's a good, decent man. He does not advocate underage drinking. He's a law-abiding citizen. Take a listen. One of our basic premises is you have to be contrary to bet the NFL. What does that mean? Everyone's going one way. You don't want to go that way. Why? Because where everyone goes is expensive. And in a marketplace, when you're betting, if you're buying something expensive, means you're not getting value. Texans, nine straight wins. If you take teams since 1997 with nine or more straight, straight up wins... In the same season, the next game, 36% against the spread. So a a drunk baby flipping coins hits 50%, but these super winning teams only hit 36. It shows you it's all about buying cheap teams, Texans expensive this week. Now, against the Browns last week, the Texans, well, they allowed the Cleveland offense eight yards per play, and in total, the Browns produced 430 yards of offense. Now, Had it not been for multiple turnovers, the Texans' margin of victory might not have been the same. This is important to note because in their nine-game winning streak, the Texans have been yarded five of those games. Meanwhile, Houston has struggled as the host in this series, going 1-4 and straight up and 0-4-1 against the spread in the last five years. Now, we've talked about Andrew Luck a lot on the show and how prolific he's been in the last couple of months, but how about the Colts' defense? In the last three games... They've allowed 13 points per game, third in the league, 
only 262 yards per game, fourth in the league, and only 4.6 yards per play, also fourth in the league. Not bad. I think Andrew Luck, coming off a shutout loss, will take this game to the wire, and I think the Colts are live to win outright. Here's the kicker for me. In his career, Andrew Luck is 16-2 against the spread when coming off a loss versus a team with a losing record. The Colts are one of my best bets here. All right, let's head to sunny Green Bay. Of course, that's facetious. Cloudy weather-wise there and cloudy around the whole Lambeau Field situation. Packers laying four and a half against the visiting Falcons. And RJ speaks very candidly here about Aaron Rodgers and his approach to this game Sunday at Lambeau Field. He cites motivation and the context with which this game will be played due, obviously, to the coaching change last week. Now, Steve uh, Fezzik chimes in, and he also notes that the conditions in Green Bay are going to make it doubly tough for a team that's used to playing their home games in perfect temperature-controlled conditions. That won't be the case in the friendly combines at Lambeau Field. Let's have a listen. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be as focused as any game this season, any game since big playoff games. Why? Imagine the two scenarios. On one hand... They win. Everyone's going to go, yep, Aaron Rodgers is great. McCarthy was the problem. They lose here. Imagine what that next week's going to be like. Personally, I think Aaron Rodgers has underperformed this year. Thus, the Packers are being graded based on that underperformance, being priced. So I actually have a pretty strong lean to the Packers, believing that Rodgers is going to exceed the baseline he set for this season. And a big weather edge for the Packers here. 28 degrees and a team from the south that's used to playing in a dome heads to Lambeau. All right, so with Mike McCarthy out, Joe Philbin will pick up the pieces uh, as to what's left of the 2018 Packers season. And, you know, Mike McCarthy, he did a heck of a job while he was there. Give him credit, but he became the first Super Bowl winning coach to be fired midseason. So, you know... Joel Philbin gets to coach tomorrow against the reeling Atlanta Falcons team, fresh off a home loss. And in that loss, the Falcons only mustered 131 yards of offense, their lowest output since 1999. Also, for Green Bay, they're 18 and 6 coming off a loss and laying less than seven points at home the following week. I get the feeling the pack is back, well, <laughs> at least for one game anyway. And our man Sleepy Jay is going to have something to say about this. He's a sharp guy. And one of the signs here is one of his favorite bets of the week. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Up next, who does Vegas love? Who does Vegas hate? Who does Vegas overvalue? We're just getting started tonight, folks. This is Straight Out of Vegas. I'm Bernie Fratto coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. This is the pregame show you always wanted. So don't go away. You're listening to Straight Out of Vegas. Straight Out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. We are back on Straight Out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. I'm Bernie Fratto, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. And I remind you that Straight Out of Vegas is brought to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you'd treat you. Up next, Saints and Buccaneers. 
But first, let's throw it to our man Sleepy Jay for another While You Were Sleeping vignette. And this takes us to Green Bay, where there might be a little additional incentive for the Packers quarterback. And Sleepy Jay's got a thought about the visiting Falcons. Well, the Falcons are just 1-4 and four on the road this season. The one win on the road came against Washington. The Falcons scored 38 points in that game. But Bernie, the other four road games for the Falcons, just 15 points per game. Falcons last four games, just 16 points per game. Bernie, Rodgers knows this was not his problem this season. It was McCarthy. I'm a diehard Packer fan. Rodgers is going to light it up tomorrow. Green Bay's my best bet on Sunday. You heard it right from Sleepy Jay. Go to the window. All right, let's head to Tampa Bay, where the Bucks are 10-point home dogs against the visiting New York New York, New Orleans Saints. By the way, in this cut, RJ talks about the peeps that bet the biggest. You, you, the, the sharps, the, the respected money, all that stuff, and how they like the Buccaneers when it comes to backing them in spite of the fact that turnovers have plagued Tampa Bay all season. Meanwhile, Fezzik, he gives a weather report here and how a certain weather condition is probably going to cause him to lean towards a particular side in this game. Let's give it a listen. You know, Tampa Bay has gotten a lot of love from the Vegas wise guys, the syndicates, the biggest batters, the ones batting hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. And it's kind of befuddled me. So when I see the market saying one thing and my eyes telling me something else, I dig in. And what I've uncovered is it's obvious Tampa has been really bad in turnovers and it's a basic premise of Vegas that those tend to even out. But I didn't realize how bad Tampa's been in turnovers. Eight times this season, minus two or worse turnover margin in a given game. And in every game, they weren't that bad. So in every game, they were better than terrible in turnovers. Four times, Tampa Bay, 4-0 and straight up. I think this Tampa team, at least from the public's perspective, underrated. I agree, and I also like the under in this game. This is the biggest so weather game. Under, under the total. Under the total of 56. We've got 15 to 20 mile-an-hour winds, RJ. 90% chance of rain on a grass field. Here's a $64 question. Can Jameis Winston really have three good games in a row? You already know it's a, quote, revenge game of sorts for New Orleans, having lost to the Bucks in week one. But Tampa Bay had Deshaun Jackson that day. They don't tomorrow. And week one, the Saints were without Mark Ingram on opening day. No, they'll have his services Sunday. This could be a classic fish bet, though, I think. And here's why. In other words, I think the Saints, will they win, but they might not cover the big spread. Tampa Bay is 6-1 and one against the spread. Their last seven is a home dog. That's a lot of points to give a team that falls out of bed and gains 500 yards per game. Just a heads up, the professional money has come in on Tampa Bay. All right, let's head to the nation's capital, the Redskins. Another home dog catching three points at home from the New York Giants. And well, who's the worst team in the NFL in the eyes of Sin City? Well, R.J. tells you who it is. And in this cut, he gets some very good data here. Meanwhile, Fezzik, he doesn't mince words when he shares his total lack of confidence in a certain Redskins player. Finally, R.J. gives the reality of the health report involving the dog in this game, and that kind of explains why they are a dog. Let's have a listen. Right now, today, the worst team in the NFL in the eyes of Vegas, the Washington Redskins. Washington would be an underdog against Arizona on a neutral, an underdog against the Raiders. I'm not going to get into Alabama versus Washington, (laughs) but, but 
worst team. Why? Yeah, Alex Smith to McCoy, about a three-point downgrade. McCoy to Sanchez, Faz, you initially thought three. Another three, you're thinking more now. Yeah, I'm leaning towards four. I have no confidence in Sanchez. I mean, two years out of the league, totally unfamiliar with this offense, couple weeks in. And, oh, by the way, the idea that the Giants are favored by three and a half on the road, you know the Redskins are bad. Also, O-line for the Redskins, been really beat up, even more beat up after Monday night. Just a sobering thought here. When it comes to backing a team with your hard-earned money, you can never underestimate the word trust. Can you really trust the G-men here as road favorite? Really? First of all, they're only 3-12 and 12 straight up in their last 15 games, period. And they're only 5-8 and eight against the spread. Their last 13 is road chalk. Now, have you ever seen the mighty Mark Sanchez so disrespected? <laughs> all right, don't answer that question. But don't be surprised if the skins circle the wagons here and come up with a real effort. All right, let's head to Dallas. One of my favorite games of the week, at least from a fan's perspective. But also, like a side, Eagles catching three and a half at the Cowboys. And in this cut, RJ ruminates about an Eagles playoff game last season. And because of the result, it actually caused the perception of the Eagles to appear overvalued. And that's carried over into this year. And Steve Fezzik, well, he quantifies just how much in terms of points that increased value has actually become. Let's take a listen. If the Eagles, who were in the division round last year against Atlanta, and Atlanta had the ball first and goal on the nine with under two minutes left. At that point, Fez, in-game betting, said the odds of Atlanta winning were about 60%, correct? Yes. If Atlanta had won that game, as they were favored to do very late against the Eagles, and then the Eagles were 6-6, and exactly what they are this year, how much differently would we be thinking about this Eagles team? Oh, I think two points worth is the, is the tax that the Super Bowl champs have carried all year long. That's why the Eagles are 4-8 and eight against the spread. Hey, the Eagles got the ring. Give them credit. But they very easily could have lost that game against the Falcons, and it wouldn't have really changed fundamentally who that team is. The narrative, though, changed greatly to the favor of overvaluing the Eagles. Now, this is a de facto playoff game because the winner here, they're actually going to assume the top spot in the NFC East. Dallas was spectacular as a home dog versus New Orleans 10 days ago. Now you dress them up as a favorite where they haven't necessarily been as stellar over the years. Now, Super Bowl champions, historically, they're at their best when they're road dogs facing a team off back-to-back wins. Add to that, Jason Garrett, the head coach of the, the, head coach of the Cowboys, He's only 5-19 and 19 against the spread as a favorite, facing a visitor who's coming off a win. And, G- and Garrett is 0-15 against the spread if the Cowboys scored less than 30 points the week before. I'm back in the Eagles here, and it's actually one of my favorite bets. All right, let's head to San Francisco. Another road dog catching 3.5 against the Broncos. But let's get to something more important. I want to thank my guys back in Los Angeles, Iowa Sam and Vince Close, doing all the great things that get this show on the air and keep us glued together. If you only knew the the behind-the-scenes things they did, these guys are worth their weight in gold. And, of course, let's not forget my on-site engineer, Sleepy Jay. He's tremendous as well. You'll hear him a little later on the air. He's got a comment about that Saints game. All right, 
head to San Francisco. Denver, well, they're riding pretty high right now due to some recent successes, so their stock is high. But when you look at how they've done it, common logic tells you it's virtually impossible to keep it up. The odds, frankly, defy it. In addition, the Broncos are down a few good men here due to casualties and battles. So, therefore, let's ask the question. Might it be time to take a hard look at their opponent? That would be the 49ers catching three and a half. Let's take a listen. This feels like one of those sell-high situations. The Broncos won three straight. Obviously, signature wins against the Steelers, against the Chargers. I mean, hard to beat two better teams than that over the course of three weeks. But then we look at turnovers. In those three games, Broncos plus eight in turnovers. Plus eight. I mean, it's hard for an NFL team to lose when they're plus eight in turnovers. Now, everyone's excited. Unfortunately, though, Sanders, wide receiver, out. Even more valuable than you might think because of how thin the Broncos are at receiver even before the Sanders injury. Also, not talked about as much. Chris Harris, cornerback, he's out, and that's a big deal, though not discussed. I think this is the time to look to fade the Bronco. Right, now, in fairness, Denver quarterback Case Keenum deserves some real props. He hasn't turned the ball over once in the last four games. And the Broncos, they're not only 3-1 and one in those games, but they're only one game back in AFC wildcard for you. I bet you didn't know that. Here's the dose of reality, though. The Broncos are only 4-10 and 10 straight up and 5-9 and nine against the spread on the road in the Vance Joseph era. Meanwhile, the Niners... A tidy 5-0 against the spread as home dogs in non-divisional games. And they've even outgained three of the last four opponents, including outgaining the Seahawks last week by more than 100 yards. They hadn't had all those turnovers. But for whatever reason, San Fran is a 9-2 against the spread against AFC West opponents. So credit to RJ here for recognizing that looks can be deceiving and the value is actually on the home team in this game. All right. When we come back on the other side, we've got a lot to get to, including my Inside the Frato House commentary this week. And the subject, true greatness needs no self-promotion. But first, let's go to Steve DeSager with the latest. Oklahoma quarterback Kyler Murray won the Heisman Trophy. He finished first in five of the six voting regions. Army beat Navy 17-10. West Virginia QB Will Greer will not play in his team's bowl game. Instead, he'll get ready for the NFL draft. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore. With True Price from True Car, now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Late night NBA victories for Portland and Miami. The Lakers and Brooklyn each won. Home wins for at Atlanta and Cleveland. Each team was 5 and 20, 30 to 77. The Celtics won by 56 points. In college hoops in Kansas City, number two Kansas had to come from behind to edge New Mexico State, 63 to 60. Seton Hall in overtime beat number nine Kentucky. I'm Steve DeSager. All right. Thanks a lot, Steve. Uh, my man, Vince Close, you there? I am. What's up, Bernie? Quick, quick question for you. I'm going to put you on the spot like I always do. Go for it. What team in the universe, sports universe, college or pro, comes to mind when you think about a team who's always beating their chest as to how great they are? Oh, that's easy. That's the Cowboys, hands down. Dallas Cowboys, Very nice. without a question. You're not wrong. 
Sorry, Dallas. He's not wrong. I noticed she didn't say the New England Patriots. Ha <laughs> ha. All right. It's that time of the week. Wake the kids. Alert the neighbors. Grandpa put on pants. It's time for another rousing edition of Inside the Frater House. You know, you see, true greatness needs no self-promotion. And this was never so evident as the time Muhammad Ali, he wanted to pay a visit to an old folks assisted care home in New York that was about to be shut down because of lack of funding. He was, Ali was very upset by this, so he quietly, without fanfare, donated a large sum of money to keep it open. Now, during his visit a few months later to make sure things were going well, no sooner did he enter the property when an older gentleman jumped out of his chair in amazement and said, Oh my God, look who's here. It's the heavyweight champion of the world. He's the greatest. It's none other than Joe Lewis. Well, Ali's manager looked at him. He was about to correct the fan, but the champ, no, he put his hand on his manager's shoulder and said, nope, let him go. Don't correct him. I don't want to spoil his excitement. You see, while it might have been true the old man had the wrong name, there was never any doubt he had the right guy. Ali was, in fact, the greatest. Here's where I'm going with that. There's so much hype and drama that's around the world of sports today, it's often hard to sort the mulch from the manure. Who really is great versus who just wants to convince us they are? Case in point, how about that dopey revenge tour for Michigan? How'd that work out? Who were they really trying to convince us of their greatness? Us or themselves? Now, there are too many examples to name, and when you do, you neatly ignore the organizations that somehow manage to go about their business with a quiet sense of purpose. Has anybody noticed the New England Patriots are on their way to another 12-4, and maybe 13-3 and season? Or that Tom Brady, 41-year-old Tom Brady, quietly threw for 311 yards in a TD last week in their 14-point win over Minnesota. Now, I bring this up because it wasn't that long ago that many folks were writing Brady's epitaph and the team he plays for as well. I remember pointing out vehemently on a weekday edition of Straight Out of Vegas back around week three that rumors of the Pats' demise were greatly exaggerated. Now, don't look now, but barring some unforeseen exa- uh, disaster, it appears the road to the Super Bowl will once again go through Foxborough. And the Pats finally have got Sonny Michelle, Rob Gronk, and Julian Edelman back on the field together. And that's huge because when those three Musketeers are in the lineup together, the Pats are 4-0, they average 36 points a game, and they amass almost 500 yards a contest. But as far as their long-term success, how do they do it? Well, it's really quite simple. Not easy, mind you, but simple. See, the New England Patriots, they don't seek fame. They seek greatness. Fame is fleeting, but greatness endures. They have a simple aphorism. Do your job. It's just that. Everybody knows their assignment. They're laser-focused with a white-hot intensity of a million suns. They don't care who gets the credit. They block out the white noise from the naysayers, including the media. In fact, Bill Belichick has often said he couldn't care less about the media. Here's his quote. If I win, the media can't touch me. If I lose, the media can't save me. Simply put, to a man, the Pats don't look for approval. They merely line up on Sunday and kick your butt with raw efficiency. Yep, eight Super Bowl appearances, five world championships in this millennium alone. Now, the dictionary defines greatness as achievement or distinction in your field, or in this case, well, gridiron. As I said, true greatness needs no self-promotion. The New England Patriots, well, they do their talking on the field. In fact, you could maintain their actions speak so loudly you can't even hear what they're saying unless it's something like on to Cincinnati. All right, and on that note, we are on to Cincinnati. But before we do, let's throw it to our man Sleepy Jay for another Why You Were Sleeping vignette. 
Sleepy J has an interesting angle on that Tampa Bay-New Orleans game. And a little-known fact, how long has it been, Sleepy J, since Tampa Bay had their bye? It's been about nine, oh, no, not nine weeks, but they've played in like nine straight games. So uh, that was definitely one of the angles I was going to take because New Orleans, they're on 10 days rest. I think that's a big factor here. Tampa Bay also, last week, they had five starters in the defensive backfield that all started. Wow. They didn't finish the game last week. So I think that's big. Saints with revenge here. Slight revenge from a week one loss against Tampa. And they're off a loss for the Saints here. I lean the Saints tomorrow. All right. Thanks, CPJ. Five DBs down. Cincinnati. Or excuse me, uh, Tampa Bay. Tampa. Let's head to Cincinnati. Where the Well, we're not heading to Cincinnati. The Cincinnati Bengals are heading to L.A. where they play the Chargers as a 15-point dogs. You know, there's an old cliche that says, yeah, you play them one at a time. But R.J. points out how the world of point spreads can cause you to look into the future, and in doing so, you might just find the edge. You need to cash a ticket here. Let's have a listen. Great trend here. When you have a team who's favored by 13 points or more this week, and next week they're going to be underdogs, And Chargers go to Kansas City. Certainly, they will be underdogs next week, next Thursday. That big, big favorite this week, looking ahead to being a dog, 32% against the spread. 20 winners, 42 losers. I hate the Bengals as a team right now, but this is the look-ahead spot of look-ahead spots for the Chargers. Very tough scheduling spot here for the Bolts. When you consider they had to travel to Pittsburgh last Sunday night, and in just 96 hours after tomorrow's game, they have to be ready to take on the Kansas City Chiefs in a huge divisional battle. The biggest issue here is that the Chargers somehow always manage to play down to the level of an inferior opponent, and as such, you might want to hold your nose and grab the bungles, this double-digit dog here. But remember two things. Cincinnati is without A.J. Green. And Cincinnati really stinks without A.J. Green. Actually, they stink with A.J. Green. So I think I'm going to go ahead and pass here. By the way, Straight Out of Vegas is brought to you by GEICO. We're coming to you live from the GEICO Fox Sports Radio studios. And, you know, it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with GEICO. Just simply go to GEICO.com or call 800-947-AUTO. That's A-U-T-O. The only hard part? Well, figuring out which way is easier. All right, the Battle of New York that no one cares about. The Bills laying four points against the visiting Jets. And Archie reveals here he's in disagreement with respected money in Vegas when it comes to evaluating these two quarterbacks that play for the Jets and the relative value in the eyes of the betting marketplace. Meanwhile, Fezzik agrees with RJ as they both have the same opinion on a certain hired gun. Let's have a listen. I am in disagreement with the Sharps here. What we've seen from the market, Fez, and I'm going to ask you the question, is McCown versus uh, Darnold. Personally, I was a McCown guy. Now, his first game, he was pretty bad, but it's an older guy, didn't get a lot of snaps. As these games have progressed, I felt like right now, at worst, even against the rookie, but the marketplace has been saying the rookie is preferred. What do you? Who would you? If you had a Jets ticket, who would you rather be quarterback? I'd be pretty indifferent if Darnold was a hundred percent, but I'm not sure that he is close to a hundred percent. So you're saying you want to go with McCown. McCown also? Yes. But the market thinks otherwise. They do. Gives us an opportunity. Now, in fairness, Buffalo and Josh Allen, will they really progress to the point where they tease you and they play just well enough 
to lose. <laughs> it's evidenced by Josh Allen's amazing scrambling last week, followed by missing wide-open Charles Clay in the end zone, which would have gotten the Bills a nice win. Plus, it didn't hurt the Bills. The league's second-most penalized team had 13 penalties last week for 130 yards and lost to Miami. Again, it comes down to trust here. I don't really think you can lay points, even if it is against the miserable Jets. Move along. Nothing to see here. By the way, here in Las Vegas, this game has the lightest action of any game on the board. That should tell you something. Up next, we're going to talk about the Lions and the Cardinals and my best bet of the week. I'm Bernie Fratto coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, and this is the pregame show you always wanted. So don't go away. You're listening to Straight Out of Vegas. Straight Out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. We're back on Straight Out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. I'm Bernie Fratto coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. And great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. In a minute, I'm going to get to my best bet of the week. But how can we forget my beloved Lions laying two and a half on the road at the Cardinals? Now, in this cut, RJ defers to Fezzik on who he likes in this game, and Fezzik wasted no time in sharing with us that a key, there's a you know, key personnel loss for Arizona. Now, RJ likens his ambivalence on this game to a history lesson from the 60s. And for good measure, Brad Powers, well, he gives us the most valuable history lesson on the Lions and their woes when they travel west. Listen closely. I covered this team in Detroit for many years, and Brad Powers is spot on. Let's take a listen. You know, I'm just going to make the case. I got nothing on this game. Fez, I'm going to open it up to you. <laughs> Arizona's number one wide receiver, Kirk, is out. This is a big deal. He averages almost 14 yards per catch. Without him, they have no playmakers, no one to go downfield for Rosen. I mean, back in the Vietnam days, there was the conscientious objectors. I was, in a way, I was like having a sit-in. <laughs> objecting to the Lions and the Cardinals. Brad, you got something. I do, and I certainly don't want to be laying points on the road with Detroit. Since the merger back to 1970, Detroit play, traveling west, Mountain or Pacific time zones, 13-46 and 46 straight up, worst mark in the NFL. Brad Power spot on. All the years I covered the Lions, I can tell you, watching them travel to an NFC West opponent was always a nightmare. Meanwhile, the upstart Cardinals... They're returning home from a victory at Lambeau Field last week at double-digit dogs. It gets better for Arizona. They're 8-1 and one against the spread as home dogs versus teams with a losing record. You heard that right. The Lions, they're 4-8, and eight, and they're actually road favorites here. Meanwhile, the Detroit Lions, the lowly Lions, they're 0-8 straight up and against the spread as a visitor to Arizona. Does history repeat itself? I think it probably does. All right. I want to give my best bet of the week because I've thought long and hard about this game. And it, if you recall, around Halloween, I was doing a show and the Chiefs were 8 0 against the spread. And I, I likened them to the 2007 New England Patriots who just got out of bed and covered like a machine. I said, but start to look at fade opportunities against the Chiefs. Fact the Chiefs have covered one game since November 4th. So. They were laying seven. I was in the uh, M Casino Resort catching the Ravens, plus seven points. It's now down to six. 
I love that I got them at seven, and I, it's my best bet of the week. I'll tell you why. The Ravens have the league's top defense, and I've got seven points against the second-worst defense in the league, the Kansas City Chiefs. And, you know, fair enough. The post-Kareem Hunt era, it's off to a good start. The Chiefs rushed for 174 yards last week without Kareem Hunt and even put up 40 points. The bad news is that the 27th-ranked Chiefs defense gave up 33 points to the lowly Raiders. But I want to focus on the Ravens here. Listen to this stat. They've rushed for 200 yards per game for three straight games. Now, that hasn't been done in the NFL for nine years. In fact, since week 11, Baltimore is averaging 48 run attempts per game. That's first in the NFL. And as a result, their time of possession has averaged 38 minutes per game. And in that time span, by the way, that's first in the league. And in that time span, here's why that's important. Kansas City's two losses. In both games, they were on the wrong side of the time of possession stat. So you've got the number one Ravens defense getting seven points here. Well, now I know if they fall behind, keep in mind Lamar Jackson is only averaging 151 yards per game passing, which is 28th in the league, but his QB rating is only 67. But here's the kicker for me. John Harbaugh is 11-2 and two against the spread as a dog on the road in December. I think you're going to get a focused Ravens team. All right, quickly, let's get on to... Miami, where the Pats are laying eight, and in his cut, RJ uses some revisionist history when it comes to analyzing this key AFC matchup. Now, RJ is very emphatic when it comes to pointing out that one team in this contest has frankly been very impressive. Let's take a listen. Everyone's heard the stat, but let's quantify it, or at least the concept. We remember Miami upset New England on Monday Night Football in Miami last year, but last five times... The Patriots went to Miami. Dolphins are 4-1 straight up, 4-1 against the spread, dominating, dominating Brady and Belichick in Miami. Look, there's an old saying in the NFL, they always remember what you did in December. But what the Pats did in October November was pretty impressive. In their last eight games, they're only allowing 16 points per game, first in the league. Meanwhile, the Pats are 9-1 against the spread in their last 10 December games, and in the Tom Brady era, the Pats are an incredible 64-13 and 13 in December. Here comes the buyer beware for whatever reason. In the Tom Brady era, New England is only 8-9 and nine against the spread. Or excuse me, straight up and 7-10 against the spread in South Beach. Add to that, in his last five games, Brady and company are only 1-4 and four against the spread. However, Belichick is 7-2 and two against the spread in December when facing an, an opponent who's got an above 500 record on the road. In other words... The Pats going to bear down here. I think they know they haven't done well in Miami, and it's sticking in their craw. Meanwhile, Miami's been outgained in their last six games by an average of over 120 yards per game. I think New England breaks the spell here, and I'm not getting in their way. I would not be surprised if Brady and company go down there and win by more than 10 tomorrow. Most of those losses in Miami were done in hot weather. I like the Pats tomorrow. Okay, folks, that's going to do it for this week's edition of Straight Out of Vegas. I'm Bernie Fratto. But wait a minute. Don't go anywhere. Up next, a man who's so cool, his business card says, don't call me, I'll call you. Yup, it's my man, Jonas Knox. Straight Out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm Diosa. 
And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.